Alrighty. Um, it looks like you don't well, really need an account though. You can just jump right in. Like you can invite anyone in, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, it's Anchor is cool, cool software. So I'm gonna start using it a lot, I think. Yeah, uh, so what do you want to start motion going? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah, right. What do you want to start? Uh, what do you? What topic would you like to start uh, talking about first? I guess. We'll start. Really the date is March thirtieth. We are in the midst of a pandemic for the future audiences who will listen and for our future selves. Let's, let us remember how we are feeling today. You know, everyone's trapped inside, nothing to do, but either watch TV, read a book, or talk about some financial world problems and opportunities. Right, Steve? Yeah, no, that's actually, that's so funny. A good intro. I just realized like we will listen to this one day and be like, wow, like, that was happening at that time <laughs> it is happening yeah we're just sitting here getting through it um one day at a time just got oh, extended yeah. to april 30th the quarantine but still lots of lots of stuff going on in the world today you know you just open up any headlines we got this new big ship in uh the harbor in new york yeah yep. uh, just posted about that as well yeah oh my That's gosh headlines saying yeah Crowds are packing in to see the ship come in. That's not looking good. People are <laughs> very actually. close together. Yeah, that does not look good. But it's okay. That's so funny. My Weevil right. account just got approved, by the way. You just got approved. All right, Steve. There we go. We're getting some. Uh, there we go. That's free more stock market number five. Account. Stock, free stocks. Free stocks are always good stocks. Um, yeah. What else is the news? Johnson and Johnson just got a one billion dollar government contract to boost the coronavirus vaccine capacity yes. so lots of deals going on lots of money to be made during this it's actually very interesting i had some people i know very involved i have a friend she works at an undisclosed company it's a uh, consulting company and she is on a team that does healthcare consulting specifically so she's working they they expand current capacity in physical locations uh, i actually met her when she came here to new york to work at a hospital in Brooklyn. And yeah, they are swamped. Uh, all these hospitals trying to expand capacity. It's very interesting. You know, it's in the news and it's people around us, just, you know, friends starting out in the, in the career world, uh, have a fr another friend work converted a sign company into making face shields and dividers for hospitals. Lots yeah. of, ho lots of opportunity for hospitals right now. You know, they're making, they're taking these rooms and they're, they're just putting up dividers, making it into two rooms, kind of, you know, how we live in Manhattan, right? You know, uh, <laughs> they just take a room and they throw up a, a fake wall and there you go. Now it's two rooms. Boom. There's a two bedroom. Oh my God. Now There's it's a, a two bedroom. bedroom. <laughs> it's magic. So yeah, they, they, it's, leave it to New York to apply the same uh, tactic to hospitals now. So, yeah, it's just interesting to see, you know, all this stuff. I mean, obviously, you'd expect it, the, something to scale, being able to be seen by us. Your average working man, right? We're the average working men. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's all around us, man. Um, yeah, what, what else have you seen in the news? What else have you seen come around us? Um, well, I mean, yeah, dude, it's been pretty wild. I think uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the market and, you know, how it's fluctuated and basically your – your expert advice. Oh, um, expert. Full disclosure, I'm not maybe, a financial expert. Please do not take anything I say as financial advice. Okay, I think that covers that part. <laughs> covers the legal aspect. Well, who really is a financial way. expert, to be honest with you? I don't uh, know. I, uh, if you're certified in some regard, but even then, they can still get you. 
So yeah, that's that was my more of my point. But exactly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the most historic market drop since what the Great Depression ever. Depends. Depend, depends how you look at it. Depends how you analyze it. But generally speaking, it is the in the shortest period of time the greatest drop. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, one of the couple of the biggest reasons you can attest to that, you know, people's ease of access in the market. People, again, you see it right now. You log on your phone, sell. You know, back back in the day, people. I mean, oh god, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I know the earliest uh, I'm familiar of how you would trade. You call up your broker or you'd call up some big office or you'd write in to have them sell. I mean, think about how many days that would take to sell. So yeah, I mean, all this technology, it's allowed for the quickest sell off. Crazy, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So how much, actually, that's a good question. Do you think that, so you do think that the, that like technology has played a part in maybe the market's fluctuation in some form or another for you, for example, you know, like we, what we just talked about, like apps like Robinhood, even Fidelity too, like just their site being able, their app being able to just sell very quickly oh massive massive i mean obviously the retail investor like us and you know uh probably our, our average listeners you're not going to have that much of an impact in the market you know you might look at your account and say wow i own a thousand shares of this company you know even that is nothing compared to what some of these institutional investors are trading and actively buying and selling in the market but they just like we have increased ability to access our funds they do too so um Obviously, and then again, sure. even us multiplied by all the people in the world having access to our fingertips. Yeah, it does make a difference. True. So also kind of building on that, what is your advice to someone really pretty much? It's like you're talking exactly to me because, you know, when me and you talk, it's basically you being my financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that because you always give me the like kind of level headed advice where I may not necessarily take it for word of god always not that i believe you should take anyone's advice for word of god but um unless your name is nicholas palazzolo of course of course of um course. but yeah what what advice would you just give to like me and like yeah, i mean you pretty much know kind of how how i've been going about this already just buying you know and like what i've been buying i know boeing is a big one of mine i know you're a little hazy on that one <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, we could cover Boeing, you know, cover a couple other topics as well. You know, some for the for the listener here, uh, basic market coverage, how this all works, how to make money off this market efficiency. Uh, people believe such a publicly traded market where people have such access to the stock market has efficiency because if it's announced that a company is going to make less money, if they're going to generate less revenues, if they're going to have higher expenses, the stock price will reflect that. There are so, still so many factors out there to create market inefficiencies, at least I believe. That's something that's still up for debate and you could break it down and analyze the data and come up with a definitive you know, rate of how efficient the market is, but that's something that's constantly changing. Um, however, for example, ETFs. Oh, ex- is it exchange ex- traded yeah, fund? Yeah, an exchange traded fund. This oh, okay. is something that's very big now, much more than it was in the past. So market efficiency, you think, okay, the Disney is not doing as well. So only Disney would drop in, in the, share, the share price. Or let's say Johnson & Johnson doing very well. Their st- stock price will go up. However, with the rise of ETFs, 
mutual funds and these big funds you invest in as a retail like investor. Ag- are they basically aggregations of how would you categorize those like aggregations of, of stock? No, well, it's a simple way to diversify. Yeah. So instead of me or you going out and picking, I want a B stock, B stock, C stock. Now we have a, an ETF, which could cover, you know, 500 companies, a thousand companies. So your money is very well diversified in those. Now, with the mm-hmm. rise of those, they're great for someone who may not have the expertise to pick their stock. And, you know, plenty of people aren't. There's no shame in saying you're not well-versed enough to choose your own investments. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you could always dive deeper and deeper into investment research. However, with these ETFs, that decreases market efficiency because you see something like coronavirus. There are plenty of companies that are just doing red hot Zoom. Uh, I don't know, Steve, give me some other specifically online companies that are doing very well right now. Um, I mean, I don't really know exactly. I mean, are, are like tech companies. I mean, Facebook, Apple, they're not doing horrible, but I mean, they still taking a little bit. Exactly. But Microsoft, exactly. You know. But even though they're not, let's say, doing well right now, they're not doing as worse as some of these other physical companies like real estate companies. They have some of them have had their revenues cut like 100%. They will not make a single dollar right now as That's long insane. as this is going, yet they have fixed costs. For example, we'll take Facebook and Simon Property Group, which is a real estate investment trust. Uh, simple, simply put, it's a real estate company. They hold luxury properties such as luxury malls. Simon Property, zero revenue, not making a single dollar. Facebook, they've announced actually that they're not doing as well as people might think. You know, a lot of their their revenues come from advertising and just people aren't advertising as much, mm-hmm. even though they are completely an online company and they can still function. They're just not achieving as much revenue. So because these companies the in some ETF, let's say they're in some sort of mutual fund, someone decided to group together Facebook and Simon Properties and 98 other stocks. So these 100 stocks mm-hmm. are in an ETF. Now, this ETF physically holds those stocks. When you buy an ETF, when you buy a fund that buy into a fund that holds all these stocks, you are physically buying into something that holds these stocks for you. So I have a question real quick. Mm -hmm. So is, is an ETF different from a mutual fund? Mutual funds, ETFs in concept, same thing. They are a well-diversified portfolio of a bunch of holdings. However, mutual funds, those are going to be more actively managed. Those will have a portfolio manager who will buy and sell this, the holdings of that mutual fund so that they can increase the percentage of one or decrease the percentage of another or completely remove the stock held in that mutual fund. You know, think of it like a basket. Let's take some of the eggs out of the basket, replace it with other eggs. Whereas an ETF just tracks something. You can have an ETF. It's just defined already of those are the companies and that's what it is. Exactly. You so it. ETFs, oh. you can have an ETF for literally anything. Stephen Bonner can go out and make an ETF in theory. I mean, you could, it wouldn't. Isn't it my portfolio on ETF? Yeah, your por- you could view your portfolio. It wouldn't be an official publicly traded listed ETF, but in theory, everyone's portfolio is an ETF. It's tracking something. So if you went out and bought a bunch of tech stocks, you could call your portfolio a tech ETF. Yeah. Now, obviously there are yeah. official ETFs out there that have a proportioned amount of Apple and Facebook and Google and all that. Now that's passive. That could track anything. There's actually some pretty good ones out there um, that track dynamics. That track. There's like millennial ETFs that hold stocks that are very tied to millennial purchases and millennial lifestyle trends. There are ETFs that can be tracked to, oh. toward travel. 
ETFs track toward certain countries. I've invested in ETFs that are tied to the well-being of certain countries, ETFs based on commodities, debt, anything, anything at all. People love this stuff, as you can tell, as many people know. So, okay, um, so now I understand. It'll track anything, say, any like lifestyle trend, term. and that's why the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I was just going to say that's why now I understand why, you know, um, like, for example, if you wanted to invest in something like student debt, <laughs> which sounds so horrible, but like, obviously, there's so many problems with like the education system right now. And like, with, you know, loans being given out to people who, you know, who cannot find a job outside of college, mm-hmm. and there's just no way that they could, they would ever be able to pay off these loans. Like, if you wanted to invest in something like that, you can invest in like an ETF, that's which I don't even know, are there ETFs of something like that? <laughs> Probably, I would guess. I don't know a specific ETF. I'm sure there's something out there, but clear cut examples would be you could invest in the shipping business as a whole. You could invest in a company that constructs ships. You could invest in a company that operates the ships, a company gotcha. that docks the ships. So like you can invest All in those like the airline industry or something like just as a whole. It's pretty nice. That would be yeah, so like Alaska Airlines, Spirit, Boeing, like it could be like companies. Exactly. Like airline ETFs for everyone out there who wants to track what i'm doing just google airline etfs and you'll find here investopedia etfs airline etfs there you go u.s global jets etf it has the ticker jets j-e-t-s right there now the thing is some of these will have expense ratios that's one thing to watch out for expense ratio is basically just a percentage of what you invest that is going to be basically given to whoever created the etf whoever manages it Mutual funds, definitely more likely to have those expense ratios, but ETFs very easily can as well. It's basically their fee for their services for aggregating that for you you. and keeping the ETF proportionate to whatever it's tracking. So if all of a sudden Southwest starts tanking, they're going to decrease their holding in Southwest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. There's so much going on here. So much to track, so much to follow. Now, yeah, tying back to the whole market efficiency concept with all the ETFs and mutual funds going out there, there's been a big trend and a big discussion lately of are these mutual funds and ETFs destroying market efficiency? Because if you have Facebook and you have Simon Properties in the same ETF, for some reason, they most likely wouldn't have a tech company and a real estate company in one. Obviously, Simon Properties is hurting a lot more than Facebook. And in theory, their stock should be dipping a lot more than Facebook's. However, because of the vast amounts of ETFs and mutual funds out there with these two in them, people aren't buying Simon Properties and Facebook. They're buying the ETF that holds them. Now, when they buy and sell the ETF, it's buying and selling Facebook and Simon Properties together instead of efficiently buying more of Facebook and selling more of Simon Properties, accurately uh, reflecting okay. what's going on with the two of them. You know, it's like if, for example, you have a group project at school, you have a group project at school, and you have five students in it. Instead of, you know, if the students are all getting the same grade in the group project, that's not as efficient. That's not as accurate mm-hmm. per student. Think about that. They're, you're not accurately reflecting the efforts of each student. Whereas if it was individual, if you were grading each individual student, that's another great way to think of it. Like you're grading the companies, your stock price, you know, your market cap is the grade a company mm-hmm. has. Obviously, if it's higher, it's much better. You're doing much better in theory, again, because an efficient market accurately reflects okay. the value of a company.
And a lot of people do think there's a bubble coming. I mean, you can say a bubble might have burst right now, but you can say there's a bubble coming with these companies tied together who aren't accurately reflecting how each one is doing. Cool. Yeah, very interesting Um, thing to think about. So, yeah, I know, you know, I myself am, you know, currently investing right now a lot because I think think it's a pretty good time. Um, I mean, it is a little bit of a scary time, but, you know, with a lot of the news coming out, with a lot of the aid that the federal government's supplying us, with a lot of the management that's going on at the, at the governor level, the state level, um, you know, it's looking like things will are starting to get better. Um, it looks like they're still going to probably get worse for maybe another week or two. But other than that, I mean, it looks pretty promising for, you know, April 30th, which is the date that basically the federal government has said that, you know, that's going to be pretty much the date we should follow the, the quarantine, quote unquote, guidelines, I guess you could say, too. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, hopefully the market reflects and we're going to watch it closely and see what happens. I know I am just because just because I'm kind of interested. I mean, we're really it's crazy because I feel like we're living through a piece of history. And uh, yeah, it's I mean, without a doubt. Yeah, it's just it's just oh, weird because, doubt. you know we might, you know, think like that right now while we're talking about this on the podcast, but in our day-to-day lives and everybody else's day-to-day lives, it's like, this is just what's happening now. But it's actually like, this is going to go down in, in history as, you know, one of the greatest un- unprecedented events that, you know, has happened since, you know, I don't even know, like, I guess probably like maybe like 9-11 in my mind off the top of my head, which, yeah, but you can't even compare. It's, it's so, so different. Exactly, exactly. I just wanted to wrap up. I think that was a pretty, pretty good. We're at 22 minutes and 30 seconds right now. Obviously we'll cut that down, but uh, I'll rip this out and send this to you. But do you want to, I guess, do, you know, do, yeah, well, I'll just do a quick outro of, I guess, who oh, we you come up with the closing what you, where you're trying, what you're doing right now with your, you know, the CPA business and just, uh, yeah, I tell the audience who you are. Cause I know we didn't really uh, do that in the beginning. Yeah, so it was great, great talking uh, again today, as always, you know, more public this time as compared to our conversations we constantly have about all this stuff. Uh, again, this, my name is Nick Palazzolo. Nicholas Palazzolo. What's your Instagram? At N underscore Palazzolo. Instagram, N underscore Palazzolo. I'll put your Instagram and your link to whatever else, you know, that you want in the description of this podcast. So anyway. Yeah, your social media, just so people can find Website, you. Website, social media, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for coming on. And uh, we'll probably talk in, like, tomorrow. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. Have a good night. All right, man.